back to the Tim Donnelly Show on the talk of the New River Valley. 1017, 1035, and 1460 WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. For a year and a half, I've been trying to educate Lobro on entertainment, on, on seeing things that bring value to the world, on watching good movies, watching good television. Right? I've been trying to elevate his taste. During that commercial break, I think I'm going to go to the movies. I'm going to see Sonic. Listen, Sonic. I think it looks a movie cool. that is so bad they put out a trailer and then had to put out a new trailer that fixed the things from the first trailer. You're gonna see that movie. Yeah. You haven't even seen The Godfather. I have not seen The Godfather. But you're gonna go spend more money than you have to to watch Sonic. You know what, Tim? It's the top of the hour, and I think it's a great time to get people covered on everything they need to know about I'll the tell sports you, okay. world. Today, before we do that, we need everyone to get covered on Sonic. And then I, I called you out on it and you said, well, it was Sonic or Birds of Prey. It's not just those two. Let's get the people covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry. Tim will get you covered. Well, everybody, the Miles Garrett situation has finally come to a close. And for those of you that have developed short-term amnesia, guess what? Miles Garrett's situation involves him trying to pummel another player in Mason Rudolph over the head with a football helmet that he ripped off Mason Rudolph's head. And oh, by the way, he did it on national television on a Thursday night football game. Well, he has been reinstated. It turns out his indefinite suspension ended up lasting six games also into the offseason. So he essentially missed the rest of the season from when it happened and into the offseason, but he will be back ready to roll week one of next year's NFL squad. I have questions for the NFL. Did they want a six-game suspension? Is the president now set that if you try to murder someone with a helmet being swung down like a, a Thor's hammer, is the president now, uh, the precedent, excuse me, now that you missed six games? Or is it that you missed the rest of the season? Would someone be smart to use the helmet as a weapon in week 17, knowing that they'll be reinstated in the offseason? Would they be stupid to do it at week two, knowing they'd be suspended for the rest of the season? The NFL's got some questions to answer, uh, and and I, I really just want to know this. I want to know if the NFL just didn't want to make this a two-season story, meaning they didn't want to be playing that clip over and over and over again on opening day, on week two, week three, week four, every time the Browns played, uh, assuming that the suspension kept going on. If they ended the suspension just to avoid more and more and more views, more and more and more clicks on the video of, of Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet, that's not the proper motivation, and they need to do better than that. Moving along, uh, elsewhere in college sports, Mel Tucker, formerly now the head coach of Colorado, now the head coach of Michigan State. Well, guess what? It turns out just a few days before he left Colorado for Michigan State, he tweeted out, I'm not leaving Colorado. Turns out the day before he left for Michigan State, he was telling recruits family members, I'm not leaving Colorado. And then guess what? 
He left Colorado. So it turns out that college coaches might understand that the situation is built for them to be hypocrites. It might turn out that college sports, college football in particular, is built so college coaches can shame players into not entering the transfer portal or make their lives living hell if they do enter into the transfer portal. Meanwhile, coaches can be willy-nilly with their commitments all over the place and have absolutely no ill effects when they take what the, the best situation for them. Now, understand this. Mel Tucker's moving closer to home. He's moving to where he got his start. He's getting more money. He's getting more uh, resources. But still, there's something sketchy, something hypocritical about going back on your word that I would not be comfortable with. This weekend, the Genesis Invitational. As a matter of fact, it starts later on today. Genesis Invitational features a loaded PGA field. Matter of fact, it has the highest percentage of top 10 golfers for any regular PGA Tour event, meaning non-major, non-WGC championship. It has Tiger, it has Rory, it has DJ, it has Brooks, it has Rom, it has JT. It has nine of the top 10 golfers in the world. I say this often, appreciate greatness. I love a good Nick Taylor story. Nick Taylor went from borderline unranked to winning last weekend at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but it is so much better when you have the stars at the top of the leaderboard. If you are a golf fan that only watches majors, watch this weekend because it's practically a major. In Hokie news, how about this one, everybody? The Hokies, uh, were, the Hokies salaries for their assistant coaches were revealed publicly. How about this for Justin Hamilton? Four seasons ago... Jay Ham was an, an assistant position coach at VMI, Virginia Military Institute. Now he is making $600,000 per season as the defensive coordinator of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Second highest paid assistant, you might think it's the offensive coordinator and Brad Cornelson, at least as of right now, knowing that there's a, a pretty good chance he gets a new deal or a more lucrative deal later this offseason. It's Tracy Clays, linebackers coach, making half – a million dollars. If you go down the line, there's there's obviously tier link. There's Jafar Williams, Vance Vice making a surprising two hundred sixty thousand. Many thought that would be higher. All the way down to Ryan Smith and Hokie legend Daryl Tapp making hundred and seventy five thousand dollars per season. I think Daryl Tapp will pay that time over and over and over. Uh, Ryan Smith has an opportunity to really make his mark as well. But don't let you feel bad for him. One hundred seventy five G's still some cash. Truer words have never been spoken in the Gotcha Covered segment. 175 G's, still some cash. I would agree. Um, Mel Tucker, coach at Colorado. A couple of days ago, actually, I'm going to bring up the tweet here, and I should have been uh, should have been doing this uh, a bit, bit earlier. I apologize. Um, Mel Tucker, Michigan State University head football coach, uh, is what it says there. Uh, and I, you know what I respect from Mel Tucker? He's leaving the tweet up. This is what he said five days ago. Mel Tucker, who whose headline, right? I just went on his, his Twitter. His bio says, head coach Michigan State. I'll read it for you. Uh, Michigan State University head football coach. Hashtag relentless. Hashtag go green. That's what his bio is. Five days ago, he tweeted this. While I am flattered to be considered for the head coach job at MSU football, I am committed to Colorado Buffaloes football for the build of our program. It's great athletes, coaches, and supporters. Unfinished business. Go Buffs. We are relentless culture. The build. That was five days ago. 
today he's entrenched as the head coach at Michigan State. Five days ago, he was flattered to be considered but not interested. That's not even entering the portal. Like that's that is the 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 one of the biggest hip- hypocrisy statements I've heard coming out of college sports from player, ref, coach, administrator, analyst in a long time. But you know what I have to say about it? It's an old cliche. I'm be Captain Cliche here for a second. Don't hate the player, hate the game. College sports are set up to allow college coaches to be hypocrites. Right? Guess who gets to make players' lives a living hell if they want to entertain other schools? Coaches. Right? Whether you agree or disagree with with, uh, Coach Fuente's decision to not entertain the return of any of the Virginia Tech Hokies in the transfer portal, uh, whether you agree or disagree with it, it's it's his decision to make, right? He gets to have some semblance of control over those players. No one has some semblance of control over the coaches. It is designed for them to be hypocrites. It is designed for them to be able to go back on their word, which is exactly what Mel Tucker did, right? There's no other way to describe what he did other than going back on his word. And and what I respect about him is he's leaving it up there. He could have gone back and deleted that tweet as soon as he decided to go to Michigan State. But instead, he is going to leave proof out there that his word in these situations is worth nothing. His word, you know who I wouldn't do a handshake deal with? Mel Tucker. And I'm fine with the handshake deal. You want to hear a true story about me? Sure. Coming out of college, right? I was doing the the part-time radio thing, right? Grinding, paying my dues, as they say. Making next to nothing. Sometimes paying, right? I was driving from Delaware, excuse me, from Baltimore, where I was living, to Delaware to record a podcast for free just to stay in the business. And, And I got an offer for a job in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Okay, I'm talking about uh, we weren't the number one cattle producing county in the country. We were number two and the county directly north of us was number one. So, I mean, close second, though, right? If you're on the East Coast and you're eating hamburger meat, I know where it came from. At any point in time, you could drive to a ranch right outside the city limits and they had a quarter million cattle waiting to be slaughtered. All right. We I was in the country. Got a job offer and and keep in mind I'm getting ready to move from Baltimore, Maryland to that place I just described, Nebraska. And and I hit up the guy that was giving me the job. His name was Dave, great dude, and I was like, "Hey, is there a contract I need to sign? Is there you know something here that I can have in writing that's going to say I'm going to have a job when I show up?" And he, he said on the phone, he goes, I, I'm, I'm more of a handshake deal guy. You'll have a job when you get here because I said you're going to have a job when you get here. 
uh, you know, we'll shake hands and, and we'll, we'll have that conversation when you get here. And me and my mom threw all of my stuff in a U-Haul and drove to Nebraska on a handshake deal over the phone. So I'm a trusting guy, right? I believe in the good in humanity. I would not trust Mel Tucker in a handshake deal right now based on what he did at Michigan State. But guess what? That is the only consequence he will face. There will be no blowback because he is a coach. There will be no public outcry because he is a coach. And that's not the problem with what Mel Tucker did. It's a problem with the institution that allowed Mel Tucker to do it. It's a problem with college sports. If players don't have ready and 100% freedom and mobility to go wherever they want, then coaches shouldn't either. And I'm not saying that coaches should have their movement restricted. I'm saying that players should have their movement eligibility boosted to that of a coach. That's what I'm saying. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. And there, there's uh, a grandfather that's out there saying, Mel Tucker lied to my grandson. He looked me in the eye. He said, I'm not going anywhere. And he came back. And that's what I'm talking about where his word is what's damaged. The thing that is damaged is when Mel Tucker looks you in the eye and says something, makes a promise regarding college football, there's going to be people out there that won't believe it, even the most trusting of humanity like I am. Now, I don't have any kids, right? But if if I have one, I've said this a few times, I want them to grow up to be a five-star athlete, not because I want to force them, like my own ambitions, I'm not trying to live vicariously. I just want to be in the room and hear what these coaches spew at the top recruits in the country. I, I If Mel Tucker offered my kid a scholarship, I would look at them as soon as he leaves the room and say, I'd get it in writing. I'd get that in writing. I wouldn't want... Uh, just a, a a verbal offer from that guy. I'm going to need something serious. He's going to have to put his pen to paper, sign his name. But again, that's the only thing that's going to hurt him. There's going to be no competitive penalties. There's going to be no having to sit out. There's going to be no postseason penalties. Nothing. Nothing. And that's not fair. Not even a little bit. Let's take a break. When we come back, I'm going to golf nerd out a bit. The Genesis Invitational looking like a major this weekend. Stick around. The WRAD Talk Network, 1017-1035, 1460 AM, the TuneIn app, and WRADradio.com. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. There was a point in my life where I was like most golf fans, just in it for the majors, right? I would pay attention to golf four times a year, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd sit on my couch, Masters Sunday, but, but that was about it. And since then, I've, I've become a bigger golf fan. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and realizing that I identify more with you know, 40-year-old guys who aren't in the best of shape rather than the 23-year-olds that can jump out of the gym. But, uh, but I've become a bigger, a bigger golf fan. And I've, I've made it a bit of a point to try to bring some people along with me. And part of the reason why I think that, that uh, majors are such a high draw is because we recognize the characters, right? 
We love watching, Lobro, you'll appreciate this, superhero movies with super superheroes that we recognize, right? You throw Iron Man in there, we're like, hey, I know that guy. But if you throw uh, uh, Howard the Duck, it's like, I don't know that one as well. Yeah, you talk about like personalities being a big thing. Like, you, like, exactly. So, so you know the characters. Um, so when you're watching the AT&T and they only have a couple of the top ten in the world, it's like, eh, it's going to be really tough for me to get involved in whether it's Streelman or Taylor winning. Once you become familiar with Streelman and Taylor, then you do get involved, which is kind of where I'm getting to. Um, but the Genesis Invitational this weekend, it's a major. It is a, a, a major tournament without the, it being a major tournament part of it. Um, they have nine of the top ten in the world. Tiger's playing. Rory's playing. DJ's playing. Brooks Kepka's playing. John Rahm's playing. JT is playing. It is the most top 10 players in a regular PGA Tour stop, meaning not a uh, FedEx Cup playoff, not a major, not a WGC championship. It is the most top 10 in a regular PGA Tour event since 2007 Wachovia Championships. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Like 13 years. Yeah, you don't even think about it being that long ago. So, so I have to say this. If you are someone that listens to one of my favorite pieces of advice, which is appreciate greatness, right? Which is when Mike Trout comes to your city, try to go see Mike Trout. When LeBron comes to your city, try to go see LeBron, even if you aren't a fan of their team, even if you aren't a fan of them, because 50 years from now, those are going to be the players that your, your grandkids are asking you about, right? Those are the names that are going to outlast their era, if you are someone that is going to appreciate greatness, watch this weekend. Watch this weekend. I was uh, actually just looking up uh, a, sh- a tiger shot that I saw, right? I was telling you about it, the tiger tree shot. It was at the AT&T National back in 2012. Yes, 2012. I said it was 2013 to you. It was 2012. I, it's one of my favorite sports memories. It's from a non-major in 2012, but it's going to outlast because of the greatness that we were watching, because it was Tiger Woods. It's awesome to watch Nick Taylor win last last week, right? And we talked about it on Monday. He made a little over $5.1 million in his career. Last week, he made $1.4 million. Like, that is life-changing money, and it's less life-changing for a guy like Rory or Tiger or some of these guys that have hundreds of millions of dollars but you still want to be able to say you watched them. You still want to be able to say you watched them, and and the Genesis Invitational gives you a chance to see them all. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's truth or trash time here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Stick around. Tim Donnelly show back on the talk of the New River Valley. Bef- we had a caller on the Baker team hotline, but Lobro didn't get to it quick enough. Yeah, we were coming back. We uh, we missed you. Sorry, we missed you. Give us a call back. Uh, 540-639-4900 if you want to call back in. In the meantime, it's time for a little game we call Truth or Trash. Is it truth or trash? 
Truth or Trash is real simple. What's going to happen is it's actually more complicated than it probably should be. Um, <laughs> I always say it's real simple, and then I take five minutes to explain it. Um, it's real simple. What happens is Lobro is going to read a statement. The statement could be anything. could be, uh, obviously, sports, pop culture, uh, anything. Day-to-day activities. Uh, I will decide whether the statement is truth or trash. I will be as convincing and persuasive in my argument as possible. If I get Lobro onto my side, then you will hear this. If he remains on the wrong side of the argument, you will hear this. Meaning, if he says I'm wrong. Uh, and then uh, and then we'll go from there. That's basically the game. It is. All right, let's go ahead. Number one. Number one. After a solid first week, the XFL will continue to rise. Trash. But let me explain. Um, just because you put continue to rise. First of all, it hasn't risen at all yet. We only have one data point. Right? You can't have a rise if it's only one dot. You know what I mean? That's going back to old graphing principles. Um, Hey, shout out to whatever teacher taught me that because that just popped into my head. Um, (laughs) Who said you'd never use that? But I think what they're going to try to do is actually leak slowly, right, rather than leak fast. Obviously, week one is going to have some buzz. Everyone wanted to see what it was going to be. Was it going to be good? Were these new rules going to be there? Who's going to be the stars? So, so week one's going to be some kind of a point. I don't expect them to get more followers next week. I think what you're hoping is that you just don't lose a lot, right? If yeah. you bring back most of the people that watched the XFL last week, that is a huge win, right? Because what the AAF did is they had big ratings week one, bad ratings week two, worse ratings week three, and they were dead by week seven or whatever No it was. one was watching. So so it's it's really even if you can't rise, you just don't want to rapidly decline. Um so I I have a problem with the word continue mm-hmm. and continue to rise because you can't be rising with just one data point. Um I have a problem with rise because they're just trying to hold on. They're not necessarily trying to keep climbing. Or I'm sure they're trying to keep climbing, but they're hoping just to hold on. Um so I'm going to go ahead and give that a big old fat trash. Do you think it kind of will play out a little bit longer than the AAF? I mean, of course, we don't know now. I, I believe they have more money behind them. I think the the difference here is the AAF, their investors, were hoping to see a return on investment early. And when they weren't, it was bad. They ran bad out of news. They, they didn't run out of change, but they were like, we're not going to keep pouring it into this. I think the money bags behind the XFL realize it's a long-term play, right? It's It's not about making money a month from now. It's about making oodles of money five years from now. So I do think they're going to let it, you know, give it much more runway before they even ask it to take off. All right. I like it. Number two, Brooks Kepka will be explosive at the Gen Invitational. Trash. Trash. And you know I'm a Brooks guy. I know. That's why I was, I was like hitting you with this one. But, but Brooks is very much, like I've, I've said this before, I'm not sure Brooks loves golf. I think he likes golf. I think he loves that he's good at it. I think he loves competition. Um, but in his career, he only has, let me, let me look this up to make sure I get this correct. Um, he doesn't win that much when it's not a major championship. So his major switch isn't like cut on. Exactly. He, he shows up to the, the really, really big ones, right? Like here, here we go. He's got seven PGA tour victories, seven, right? Which is not that much for. 
like the uh, a number one golfer in the world, uh, which he was until this week. Um, seven PGA Tour wins, two Masters. Or excuse me, no, one Masters. Nope, sorry. Let me get this correct. Seven PGA Tour wins. I'm going to start over. Uh, two PGA Championships and two U.S. Opens. So over half of his career wins have been majors. He finished in a tie for second at the Masters and finished in a tie for fourth at the Open Championship. So he's got top fives and and wins all over the majors. Doesn't win that much when it's not the biggest and, and boldest, right? He's he's someone that plays to the the event. So I don't know if he he will be locked in and loaded and ready to roll for the Genesis Invitational, right? That's not going to get his juices flowing. Um, he's going to need like he needs that secret sauce from like the Masters and stuff to get rolling. Yeah, he's somebody that like if if he were an Olympic diver, he needs to belly flop his first one, right? So then everyone puts all of the pressure on his second attempt, right? If he were a tennis player, he'd be someone that when he faults on the first serve, he doesn't then just lob one over on the second serve. That's when he starts painting corners, right? He is he is someone that needs the pressure of the big stage, all of the lights on him, all of the casual fans on him. And and despite my best efforts, I don't believe he is going to uh, have all of the the eyes on him just because there's not that many eyes on the Genesis Open. Uh, you know, he he could let me let me let me like. He won the Waste Management Open back in 2015. That was kind of before he is, he became who he became. Other than that, he's only won one regular tournament, and that was the CJ Cup at Nine Bridges back in 2018. Um, he, he really just he doesn't win much when when it's not uh, when it's not a major championship. So I no, I'm, I don't think he's gonna go bonkers. All right, I was not expecting that answer, honestly. I I, I always pinned you as a Brooks Kepka guy. Are you kind of going for Tiger this time? Or are you? Well, I'm always pull, you, I'm you, always pulling for Tiger. Your guy Tiger. Um, my my fantasy golf picks for the week are Patrick Reed and Sergio Garcia, so I'm pulling for them for a little jingle jangle in my pocket. Um, but but it, your heart rise with Tiger always. But but I also I want I want a, a star studded leaderboard, right? I want on Sunday to have Rory, DJ, JT, and Tiger in contention, right? I, I want to have the names that I recognize duking it out on Sunday. Uh, that's when I have the most fun watching golf. Sweet. Number three, next season we will truly see if Mike Young's investment in his players pays off. Trash again. Trash again. And not because I don't think it's possible, but because he's playing freshman. We've got four years to find out if if the investment is worthwhile, right? It's it's about can he recruit year in and year out? So once the the faucet opens up, it keeps flowing. Um, but I mean, I don't give up on prospects after their sophomore year, right? If if Naheem Aline hits a sophomore wall next year, I'm not going to bail on him. Um, I'm I'm going to wait to see what he's like as an upperclassman. So so just because you said next year, I'm going to trash that because. Heck, if they don't win, if if they make it to the Sweet 16 or Elite 8 in 2023, then the investment that they made this year pays off. Remember how satisfying the Sweet 16 run, run was under Buzz Williams in whatever that was, 2019? Oh, yeah, it was huge. It was huge. That was his fifth year in the program, and it felt like everything he had done up to that point was coming to fruition. So, so Or fourth year in the program, whatever it was. So, So you have an ability 
to wait this one out a bit. It doesn't have to be this year. It doesn't have to be next year. It doesn't even have to be the year after that. If John Ojiako, Naheem Aline, Hunter Couture, uh, Jalen Cohn, if he's still around, Landers Nolly, if he's still around, Tyrese Radford, if he's still around, if they're all seniors on a team that makes it to the Sweet 16 and beyond, everything is is worthwhile, right? A top three finish in the ACC in a Sweet 16 run, everything is worthwhile. It doesn't have to be next year. Do you, do you think that, yeah, excuse me. Do you think that they could really very well make a run in the Sweet 16 when they're seniors? Absolutely. Absolutely. And especially when, if they keep reinforcing them with younger talent behind them, right? Because next year, it's not just this freshman class, right? It's this freshman class plus Darius Maddox and, and Joe Bamisil, two t- top 100 recruits coming in as freshmen. All right. And then the next year, when this freshman class is juniors, there'll be Joe Bamisil and Darius Maddox as sophomores, and there'll be hopefully two or three more top 100 recruits behind them. And then when they're seniors, it'll be Joe Bamisil and Darius Maddox as juniors, hopefully two top two or three top 100 recruits as sophomores, and hopefully two or three top 100 recruits as freshmen. So they absolutely could go on a run their senior year. If they if they definitely if they keep the squad they got now have that veteran like foundation. Exactly. And and maybe maybe there is some attrition, right? Maybe Landers Nolly goes pro after this year or next. Maybe Jalen Cohn goes pro. Maybe uh, someone transfers out. Maybe there's a career-ending injury somewhere. Like you can't plan for stuff, mm-hmm. um, but they definitely 100% can make a run. Sweet. Number four, Miles Garrett's punishment needs to be more severe. Interesting question. Interesting question. To me, yes, it does. It, uh, six games isn't enough. Right, six games isn't enough for what he did. Um, is it eight, which would be the first two of this year? Is it ten, which would be the first four? I don't know, but I think there needs to be. You know, the 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 punishment has to fit the crime. Yeah, like it has to fit how much you want to deter it. And and if you are a player, six games. Is that going to flash into your mind when you, when you're in the heat of battle doing something stupid? Six games? It needs to be something like a potential expulsion or something that looms over your head. Even though that seems too severe, but I mean, no, you no. definitely wouldn't want to act out if you could potentially lose your like source of income essentially. And I mean, and there's shades of gray on this, right? He they did suspend him for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So, if it happens two games earlier, is it an eight-game suspension to end the season? Probably. Um, he is, by all accounts, off the field, uh, a great representation of the NFL. Does a lot of work with waterboys.org, which uh, brings fresh water and drinking water into um, uh, villages and areas that need it in Africa. Uh, he's, he's hiked Kilimanjaro. For, oh, wow. for like he's, he's, by all accounts, a really good guy off. How much does that affect it? I don't know. How much should it? I don't know. Um, but I do think that it should have bled over into this season. If nothing else, just to bring it to the front, bring the punishment to the front of our minds once again and and you know remind everybody that what he did is not cool. Wow. And that's it's interesting too because uh like I didn't know he did all this extra stuff like like cuz like the media well the sort but, of But but also like you know of, doing good things. I'm not sure you you it should be brought up, right? If yeah. you do something as bad as what he did, yeah. you almost don't want it to be the first thing you say is, "Oh, he's a great guy." Like you, yeah, yeah. you like, want to let him. Sense. You want to let him feel the consequences of what he did, but 
he may have had some goodwill built up within the league to maybe you know make it less of a sentence. The problem is the precedent that it now sets moving forward. Using the helmet as a weapon, it's going to be really hard to get the NFL Players Association, the union, to agree to a suspension of more than six games for anyone else moving forward doing the same thing. Because they'll look back on this and think, they'll oh, say that's yeah. you know if if I speed and I'm caught going 12 miles over the speed limit and I get a five dollar ticket. And then you speed going 12 miles over the speed limit in the same street and you get a $500 ticket, you're going to be pretty upset. You're going to go, wait a second, why did he only get $5? So it's the same thing, right? If someone else does something similar or exactly the same and they go, he got six games, I better get six games. It's the precedent that's been set. Right. Let's see. Hmm. I've already put a tally mark in the bell, so you better give it to me. I argued the heck out of that. Thank you. Ah, man. All right. And number five. Tom Brady's free agency is the only thing keeping sports media sites afloat this week. Absolutely not. Genesis Open, Miles Garrett, what are we talking about here? I feel like uh, I see it. I'm seeing it like on every site that I go to. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, I, Tom Yeah, Tom but, Brady. but if, if Tom Brady was in the middle of a nine-year contract and there was absolutely no drama, we'd still be floating. We, we'd still be – we'd have things to talk about. Sports is, as I say time and time again – the world's best reality television show. And and do you know what happens on a reality television show when stuff gets boring? Stuff gets thrown into the mix. Something happens. There's it, like clockwork. Something happens. Someone will say something stupid or someone will start crying or someone won't get a rose when they thought they were going to get a rose or someone will get eliminated from tribal council. I mean, there's always something going on on reality television and sports are the best version of it. Uh, so if, if, yeah, if Tom Brady wasn't contemplating free agency, uh, we'd be talking about LeBron doing something or Miles Garrett reinstating or Tiger. I mean, there's there's no shortage ever, ever. Baseball rule changes, no changes or no no shortage ever. Aren't you at least a little bit tired of seeing Tom Brady though everywhere? A little bit. I mean, I'm I'm I like to think my brain is is smart enough to look where I want to look. Mm-hmm. I follow people on Twitter that I want to follow. If I don't want to follow you, guess what? I unfollow you. In some cases, you get unfollowed when you offend someone. That's fine. If if I if I I get blocked by Richard Sherman. Yeah. Uh, some <laughs> if 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 you post too much about stuff that I don't want to see, unfollow. Unfollow quick, and I don't even feel bad about it. And if I if you're posting about Tom Brady too much, if you're talking about Tom Brady too much, I'll change the channel. That's that's what the power I have is my selecting what I intake. Ah, you got a full sweep this week, Tim. Five for five. That's the way we do it. Let's take a break. When we come back, picks to round out the show. WRAD streaming live worldwide on the TuneIn app. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. If your car needs a facelift, Collision Plus is the doctor to do it. I made that up. I don't know if that is an appropriate analogy. Uh, but what I do know is 100% true is that Collision Plus has been providing quality auto body repair to the greater New River Valley since 1991. With superior work, premium product use, and customer service that is unmatched in the collision service industry, Collision Plus has established itself as an elite vehicle repair facility, not only in Southwest Virginia, but also nationally. Companies, including 3M and Chief, have utilized their location as a testing facility for new products and equipment, relying on their feedback to further develop new innovations. Collision Plus works closely with all major insurance companies to help make it as easy as possible 
Call or contact them today to learn more about their services. The phone number is 540-953-3910. That's 540-953-3910. Now, not many games to speak of today, right? Good thing we have golf starting in the Genesis Open because um, the games are not going to get it done. There's one top 20 college basketball matchup. It's between Colorado and Oregon. Um, and I would guess as we look it up here uh, that it is going to be a very, very um, late game at 9 p.m., so not terribly bad, but it is out there on the West Coast. Uh, number 16, Colorado at number 17, Oregon. I'm going to take the lesser-ranked Oregon Ducks because they're at home, and I like their Nike uniforms. Give me Oregon. Uh, in the NBA, that's the only top 25 matchup, and there are no uh, ACC games Wait, tonight. Did you just pick a game based off uniforms? No, I picked them because they're home and they're ranked 17 in the country, and I like their Nike uniforms. I was about to say, you're picking games like me now. No, if I picked them because green and yellow are good colors and I saw them in the Nelly music video. That is not what I sound like when I make picks like that. Uh, NBA. <laughs> Moving on. NBA. Thunder at Pelican. Zion's coming off a quote-unquote career high. The guy's played in like 10 games. Of 31 points, but uh, but he's good. Thunder are, are good as well. Surprising team. Uh, but I think when Zion's playing well, the Pelicans are better. Give me the Pelicans at home. Clippers at Celtics. In a surprise, at least to me, uh, one of those like optical illusions. Both of these teams have 37 wins. For some reason, maybe it's because they have more star power. The Clippers seem to get talked about more. Um, but, but the Clippers at Celtics, both 37 wins. Give me the Clippers to get the win. Uh, and that's it for picks, but that's not it for what I have to tell you about. Use the SeatGeek app, everybody. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. Find yourself tickets to comedy shows. I'm going to a comedy show this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, to concerts, to sporting events. It's all right there on the SeatGeek app. S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K at the uh, uh, on your phone. At the. You don't have to go anywhere. It's on your phone. Download it on your phone. I have it on my phone by far the fastest and easiest way to find tickets and oh by the way if you use promo code tim that's t-i-m promo code tim you get ten dollars off your first purchase that's ten dollars off your first purchase be a good way to get out of the rain there go see a maybe, cool show maybe how about this one everybody tomorrow's valentine's day oh. if you don't have any gifts buy some tickets bonus points you can have them right there on your phone you can do it in two seconds last minute awesome present they'll think you thought about it for weeks so use it, SeatGeek app, promo code Tim. It's going to do it for today. Uh, once again, you can catch the Roth Report if you missed it this morning on uh, our podcast. You can also catch everything else on podcast as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to round out the week. Until then, have a great day and night, everybody.